welcome to Cram Bamble, the podcast about weird shit. Yeah, I pulled a sneaky on you there, didn't I? You My name's Taz. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. I'm Kirsten. And uh, we're going to be talking about some weird stuff, but I've got a very important question for you, Kirsten. Oh, yes? Where's the fucking line? you got fantasy, you got sci-fi. Where's the line? Is there a definitive point in the middle? Does it kind of run on a spectrum? Is it like a color shade, like the rainbow? Or is it something more, I don't know, definitive? Like, is it technology? Or is it concepts? Or is it a point where religion stops existing? These are the questions that you're going to answer right now. I'm going to go for a break. Bye, guys. <laughs> no, I actually had the um, exact same thought, but mine was more about, because um, there's a lot of this stuff about, uh, you know, cryptozoology mm. and uh, folklore mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff and spirits and demons. They sort of all fall into like a supernatural category. Which I would consider fantasy between the two realms. Yeah. But then where do aliens come in? Science fiction. That's what I was but asking. But I feel like they should all be together. The, well, there's a definitive line. If you walk into a bookstore in the fiction section and there's sci-fi and fantasy, you can look at the books, read the blurb, and you go, it's one or the other. What's the definitive line that blocks the two apart? Between fantasy and science fiction? Yeah. I think science fiction is plausible, whereas fantasy has no basis in science. Oh. And when it does make a crossover- it becomes pure science. And that actually leads beautifully into what I've recently just discovered. And the question that I had yeah. was if fairies and tiny folk, you know, like your leprechauns and your elves and things. Yes. But I'm and not Legolas elves, like tiny elves. I'm following. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. If they exist or existed, why didn't we find any bones? Why is there no evidence of them? Because they don't exist in this realm. They exist in the twilight realm. So if they died, their bones would go to the twilight realm? So essentially, this falls into the category of fantasy, for those who are wondering, because apparently it cannot possibly ever exist and thus is not science fiction. There's a hole in your theory right there. No, it isn't because I can back this up with some real science. Then I guess it makes it science fiction. So I guess they're not fantasy. Why are they in fantasy novels in the fantasy section of a bookstore? That's what I'm saying. When... That's exactly the point I'm trying to make. So as soon as they find something a little unusual, like a tiny skeleton, Mm -hmm. which they've DNA profiled, Mm -hmm. and it's 100% scientific, they call it a fetus. Mm. Even though uh, the other scientists totally dispute that and say that the bones have have got the, um, uh, what do you call it, the age of a Mm six-year-old. So how could it be a six-year-old fetus? So it's six inches tall. They find these bones. They found them in Russia and in the Atacama Desert in America. Um, they find them all the time and they go, no, nope, it's just a fetus with deformities because they look really weird. Well, I'm going I'm to scully all over this. Nuclear testing sites. Russia, mm. obviously. The desert. Yanks love to bomb the shit out of sand. They're like glass blowers. They're like, what's that? A desert? No good. But that's you assuming that these uh, bones have been fa- these bones are quite recent. About, then I've got about forty-seven Manila folders downstairs with redacted pages that would disagree with me just thinking that. But, but you're gonna love the the, and I keep getting the name wrong, and I'm so sorry because Taz knows how to pronounce things in Russian, and I don't. The Elyshenka, mm-hmm. yes, I got it right. Uh, was the diminutive female 
um, what they're calling a fetus or the prematurely born female baby mm-hmm. with huge deformities. Yes. You're going to love this. It gets really conspiracy. I love me some deformities. Well, no, you're going to love the conspiracy theory behind it. Okay. Because the lady who owned it, I'm not going to read. I'm just going to re- do this from memory. Yep. You're talking at me, not the microphone. Uh, the, see, I told you. Yeah, you did. He's, got, he's always everywhere. on my case about my face at the microphone. But I get excited and I want to gesticulate and move Anyone around. Anyone who's trying to make nice sounds on the computer knows my pain. I set I look, it all up. I have a special podcasting jacket because all my jackets were making too much noise. Because you wear your Catman dude that's made of plastic and rustles. It's like that person in a cinema who waits until after the trailers at the start of the movie to, to open, open their thing. bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. You're like, really, dude? I watched you there for so 20 look, minutes. I'm trying. I've got my special podcasting jacket, which for everyone else it's at a home, bathrobe. It's a bathrobe. It's, it's not a jacket. It's a bathrobe. <laughs> well, it keeps me warm and it doesn't rustle. To answer your question. Wait, what was the question? No, I was going to tell you about these cool conspiracy theories behind it. I know, so, but I've got the, the answer. Wait, wait, wait. The lady I'll that- lose the answer. It'll disappear from my brain and nobody in the- Okay, tell me your answer. Elastic bands. Bear with me. I'm giving him a very, very confused, skeptical look right now for everybody at home so, or in their car or at work. Like a, like a bungee cord, mm-hmm. like a spiritual bungee cord. Yep. So, you know, in every sci-fi movie where they send some dude through a portal and they've got a nice little winch attached to him so they can wheel him back in, uh, fairies have a bungee cord. Like beam me up, Scotty. So, basically, if anything goes wrong, if the, if the fairy's killed or whatever, boing, springs back through cannot leave evidence for the humans to mess around with. But that's what I'm saying. I think that there has been occasions where they have and science just cannot say, oh, yeah, that's a fairy body. I they mean, have to go, oh, it's a deformed fetus. But it might be sci-fi then. But that, Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Sometimes there is a crossover, but science will not allow for there to be fantasy things. You read these books and they, they, they say that they're sci-fi fantasy mix and you can see Every fan of sci-fi and fantasy rolls their eyes and goes, why? Why are you doing this? It's like mixing, I don't know, two foods that definitely shouldn't be mixed. It's like mixing mincemeat and ice cream. Yeah. You roll your eyes and go, no, 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 no. They're both great. They might belong on the same shelf in terms of being delicious, but you don't mix them together. Oh, I don't know. I've just had a thought about, you know, um, space centaurs. That would be cool. I'm going to have to say no on that one. Oh, really? Because hooves would be impractical on a spaceship. No, they, but that's the thing. is because they're mythical beasts, they can exist in the vacuum of space. They won't need to be on a spaceship. I'm and gonna- surely they would design their own spaceships so where the hooves would be fine. Why would a creature that was blessed by Sylvanus to run in the open fields of wherever they're They can they're run from. in space, which is infinite. Why would you want- No. You can't because there's no gravity. You can't feel the pounding of your hooves on the solid earth beneath you. I think a centaur that went to space would die. It would pine itself to death. Because it misses the open fields? Absolutely. And the wind in its hair? It's like the orcas that they put in SeaWorld. They're so sad. And they die. Okay. And, their, and their dorsal fins go bloop. Yeah, it is. It's a very sort of the physical would, manifestation yeah. of the their sadness. The centaur would be slouching all the time like a teenager. Mm. 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 Space Actually, is all cool, its bones would go all funny because of their anti-gravity. It would. I mean, if, if they bred in space for a few generations. You're going to psych that show you watched. The humans were in space and they got all the elongated bones. Yep. So good. Yeah. I love it when TV shows actually answer questions. You're like, what would happen to a human body if it was, you know, essentially over generations bred in space? 
their bodies would elongate, their muscles wouldn't be as strong, and their bones would be lighter. Yeah, and to me, that's science fiction because they're using science to propagate the fiction. Yeah, and then you put that tall person on the ground. On Earth, and they just With not a mobile phone within sight, and they're a giant, which is fantasy. Oh, I see. You see what I mean? Where's the line? Uh. Is it technological based? If there's not a single electronic device within range, is it fantasy? Does it have to be a certain point in time? Because you see those games like Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer 40K, and there's a definitive cutoff point. They go, well, Warhammer 40K is in the future, presumably. Warhammer Fantasy is in the past, presumably, in alternate realms and all that kind of jazz. But there's, is it chronological? Is it technological? Is it an absence of religion? Because more often than not, sci-fi will have an absence of religion. Oh, that's not true. If you look at the Dune series, that I was- said more often than not. Not always. I don't know. That's why I asked. Well, had, what's the I mean, line? And, well, if you're going to talk about Warhammer and, I mean, what about the that's, sisters that's of- Well, the Imperium of Man, so, you know. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, and I'm sure our listeners at home have been dying to hear about the conspiracy theories. They have been dying to hear about the conspiracy theories. Particularly about But they're this all very sad now about that Alyushanka. sad centre in space. Yeah. Alyushanka. Yes. Um, so the person, that lady that found her- Yes. She mysteriously went mad and was uh, institutionalised. But she was Russian. Yep. It was a 50-50 chance of that. Anyway. Um, and while she was in there, the government decided- uh, Let me just get this word right. Milistia, the police, I think, mm. the Russian police, mm. uh, they came in and confiscated the body to ostensibly do testing on it, but then it m- mysteriously disappeared. Okay. Wait, then the lady who was discharged from the hospital later yes. went to go and claim the body. They told her that it had disappeared, and then she died mysteriously in a car accident. Silly lady. Once the government has your property, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And you she certainly does. don't go looking for it. Now, there has been speculation that um, it's a UFO body because some of the t- scientists who've seen it said that there was far too many deformities for it to have been a human being. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that doesn't seem right. Is there a, I mean, is there a certain number of deformities you can have on a human being? Like, oh, no, humans, they can only have three deformities. There were Anything up to that? 20 counted, so I think over 20. <laughs> okay, so we've got, we've got a quota. Like, that's the maximum. That's the ceiling for yep. deformities in a human. If you've got over 20 deformities, you cannot be human anymore, even though your DNA has been tested and it is. Jeez. Okay, so 21 deformities, science fiction. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, I just really particularly like that. It worked beautifully with your crossover from fantasy to science fiction. Yes. I still want to know what the line is. If anyone out there has a theory on what the line is, uh, send us an email at crambamblepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, which is crambamble, two words. I think um, ghosts in particular also skirt that line, science fiction and fantasy. Whether or not they're spirits or from an alternate dimension kind of phasing through. The ultimate dimension. Ultimate. The ultimate, the ultimate dimension. dimension. <laughs> it is not a realm of fantasy. It is not a realm of science fiction. It is a crossing of the two. It is the, the ultimate, ultimate dimension. Yes. <laughs> okay. The uh, alternate dimension. Alternate. That's just less exciting, but go on. Uh, theory. Um, has been. The, ul- the ultimate dimension theory. All right. We'll Can we trademark that? Yeah, you're all right. Oh, I'm going to write a paper. <laughs> Do it. Um, no, they've said that obviously everybody knows this one, that uh, ghosts are just phasing through our, dim- our dimensions. 
So they're actually people in alternate dimensions that are just sort of phasing through. Yeah, they're kind of like a, a thinning, a thinning of the veil, so to speak, between the the dimensions. So whether it be some sort of electronic source or magnetic source, kind of thinning that connection between the dimensions, and or that's why they affect electrical devices and why EMFs can pick them up. And yes, stuff. or if it was a pre-existing tear in that location. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense, and that's why certain places are more haunted than others. There was a movie, it was one of those daytime movies years ago called, I think it might have just been called Bermuda. It was about the Bermuda Triangle. Did you ever see it? Given I've, that it's a daytime I've seen movie. so much about Bermuda, but I've never, I, mean, I don't think I've seen a movie. Yes, I have. There was a cruise ship. Oh, and it was actually distorting time and space. It was I, crazy. Okay. It might be the same one where eventually you get to it and they had started, uh, they were starting up a generator underwater in that area and tore the fabric of time and space and it sent the ripples backwards. So it was less frequent in the past, but more frequent in the future because they'd sent the, the pulse back through time. Was that the movie? I don't think so. No, this movie was that they were on a cruise ship and then the cruise ship started to uh, regress just- back to sort of like the 1920s. Oh, okay, it was just and- on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this movie started off with like a scene of in World War Two of, you know, fighter planes fighting over wherever the Bermuda Triangle is and then disappearing through a portal. Yep. And essentially you watch the whole movie and they're like, oh, we've got decades of, uh, of studies and all these things of people going missing. But essentially they had a massive, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, doesn't matter. Like a, a, the big um, apex of the event happening and they caused the ripples to go backwards. So they were like, oh, this in this one area, these, these distortions and people disappearing is becoming more frequent and got to the point where it's happening every week. And so they were like, we're going to take this device to the Bermuda Triangle, set it off, which is going to stop the portal in the Bermuda Triangle. But they had essentially created it with that device rippling backwards. Oh, see, that goes against everything I've ever read about uh, time travel. It was a, it was a daytime movie. Okay. So it, there wasn't time travel so much as... It was just creating those pockets of disappearance. Gotcha. So people were disappearing through that pocket because they created like a tear Into in like area. a pocket dimension. I've always liked pocket dimensions. If they does did- that mean you can keep it in your pocket? You have a little dimension in there? Possibly. Like a bag of holding, but it's your pocket? Well, I mean, if it messes with time and space, it's possible. I wouldn't rule it out. <gasps> wouldn't that be amazing if you had a bag of holding as your pocket? I'd lose uh, so just, much stuff. Oh, sorry. For the people that at home aren't massive nerds like us and- Thank you, truck. Um, You've got to stop talking right as the truck goes by so the, the microphone doesn't pick it up. You're like, quiet. <laughs> and we're good. All right. Um, yeah, this is the only problem with living on a fairly busy road and doing our podcast in the front room. Yeah. Um, one day, with your support, we might be able to have a proper studio. Yeah, if someone out there wants to send us, you know, 200,000 Australian dollars, uh, you know, just send us a link to any Nigerian princes out there. Um, if you need to, you know, get our help with um, millions of dollars, hit us up at crambablepodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Now, yeah. what was I what was I talking about? Pocket dimensions. The- so you were going to give oh, the lowdown. Yes, I was going to give the lowdown about the bag of holding for people that aren't uber nerds and don't know about Dungeons and Dragons. There is a, what, item? Yes, an yes. item uh, called the Bag of Holding, and it is pretty much a pocket dimension. It, it holds everything you could possibly put in there, but, and the only way to retrieve it is when you put your hand inside the bag, you have to think about the object, and then it'll appear in your hand. You can also turn the bag upside down, and everything in the pocket dimension will pour out, or if you puncture the bag. Oh, this, you see this? I didn't know. Yeah. 
yeah. So if you if you if you collect someone else's bag of holding, you may not know what's in it, so you can't kind of reach your hand and think about it. So you just turn it upside down and pour it out. That's how I, that seems like a bit of a, a hack. Well, yeah. It's it's just the way it's designed. Oh, if you had a really mean DM and you got shot with arrows and he's like, yep, pierce the bag of holding. <laughs> oh. It does happen sometimes. <gasps> oh, yeah. that's so mean. Everyone yeah. protect your bags. And if you put a bag of holding inside of another bag of holding or another item with a similar enchantment, it creates a vortex into the astral plane and sucks everything within, I think, 20 feet into it. It's like a gravity check. Um, because you're essentially putting Maybe a wormhole. Maybe that's what was in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, that makes so much sense. Some idiots like I'm going to double up and stack up these bags. Boop, boop. What <laughs> like a, a noise. Stupid idiot. All right. Well, we solved the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> we did solve the Bermuda Triangle. You're Done. welcome, everybody. <laughs> you can now fly the air safely without wondering if the Bermuda Triangle is going to steal you from the air. Interesting how it's not happened lately. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of mysterious things don't happen as much now because we're able to analyze it and go, it's fake. It's fake. Is it, though, or does science just not want to admit it? Or maybe it really is our reptilian alien overlords covering it all up. Or the Russians. Or the Russians. Same, same. <laughs> Did you just call the Russians reptilian overlords? Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. This will be our last podcast. Haz and I will be blacklisted from now I, on. I personally welcome our alien lizard overlords <laughs> for Mother Russia. All right. So do you want to hear the latest cryptid news? Yes. Apparently. There's a news. Oh, yeah. I've, I Is it like the seven o'clock news where you have like really like people who you like? You, have you ever noticed like local news seems like people who have just given up? Like in their youth, they were like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on like 60 minutes or whatever the big network news is. And they've gotten to a certain age and they've realized they're never going to get picked up for it. So they just give up and they look like this horrible tanned color. Like they're like, I can only afford the same tan because I'm never going to leave Channel 7 news. But my question was, is there a channel that does that style news with those kinds of people? Because if there isn't, we need to start that. Oh, yeah. Just someone who looks like they've really just lost the plot and just so depressed with their lives. Yeah. And today in news, it seems that uh, Bigfoot is using stealth cloaking technology. <gasps> oh, the poor intern who wants to become a newscaster but gets given all the crappy jobs. It's summer again, guys, which means we're going to be uh, cooking up some burgers with Sasquatch here. Uh, wh- what do you got on the barbecue, Sasquatch? <clears throat> oh, a little bit of pepper on there. Nice. Back to you, Greg. Yes, fair enough. No, but that um, boring topic I just mentioned was true. Yes, apparently Bigfoot is using cloaking technology. Well, that makes sense. Well, no, because the more I read about this article, the Mm. more it just sounded like that other cryptid that you were telling me about the other day that um, makes itself really skinny and hides behind trees. The hide behind? The hide behind. Hide behind. Same area. Ah, Wisconsin? Same area, yep. There you so go. So there were some theories that they may be the same or the hide behind may be a Bigfoot that has garnered a taste for human flesh. Right. Yeah. In the same way that you have like man eaters in tigers. Where they're like, oh, most of the time they'll kind of avoid it. And then eventually you get one that's just like, nah, I'm done. So some people say that the hide behind is a Bigfoot that's gone essentially rogue. Oh, well, the latest reports of there's been a couple of people going out to do some Bigfoot spotting. Mm-hmm. And they've seen some shadows moving. 
And they've, they've gone to go and have a look and what they've described as the predator shimmer. Ooh. Yeah. So it's either that or a predator, guys. I think Ooh. I'd rather the Bigfoot with cloaking technology because oh he's never been known to hurt anyone. What if Predator has indeed come to Earth and Bigfoot just like axe handle smashed him? Predator's, you know, going along doing his little clicking oh, thing. Oh, he's looted his body and used his tech. That's <gasps> awesome. I didn't even think of that. Oh, my God. Sorry, it's Bigfoot just you just and your game stronger. telling me about looting. <laughs> now I just yeah, think anybody oh. on the floor, I'm like, I'm going to loot that. Loot everything. <laughs> Bigfoot's like, I got opposable thumbs. I'm gonna loot this sucker. And he's yep. like, What's this? Uh, what's this claw thing? I'm gonna attach this to my wrist. <gasps> now I'm the hide behind. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Well, we've solved that as well. We're doing well today. So if Bigfoot wears cloaking technology, fantasy or sci-fi? Oh, that's that's definitely where you cross over. That that's the line. He is the line. So if if if, if a fantasy animal uses yeah. modern technology, which isn't even ours. That's alien technology. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. All the world's colliding in the ultimate dimension. Ultimate dimension. <laughs> I forgot about the ultimate dimension. That's the problem. If you don't think about it, you forget it exists. Like the hide behind, you, it disappears. It oh, phases out of memory. Oh, that was a Doctor Who thing as well. <gasps> oh, I haven't seen any of the Doctor Who, so everything you tell me will be news. Oh, gosh. I feel so sorry for you. That's okay. You know, I've lived this long without watching it. And, uh, you know, when I die, I, I won't know what I've missed. All right. Well, I'll put it in more context for you. So, yes. do you remember in Buffy, The Silence, I think they were called? Yeah. Oh, that was creepy cool. Mm. Yeah. Did they forget them as soon as they weren't looking at them, though? N- oh, so long ago, I honestly don't remember. All right. Well, in uh, Doctor Who. Yes. These creatures didn't exist as soon as you didn't look at them. That is such so a cool If you turned your head, mechanism. they disappeared. And then um, some of the characters on there, I'm not going to bother naming them because you're not going to know who I'm talking okay. about. Um, some of the characters used to go memento style and write on themselves. Okay, that makes sense. To remind them that That's clever. they existed. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah, but you had to remember why you even did that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Memento was such a good movie too. Memento was a great film. Amazing movie. Um, I was going to say something and then you were talking about Doctor Who and I lost it. Much in the same way as the ultimate dimension. <laughs> the what? The, oh, no. <laughs> Not you, too. Uh, did you want some more news or are you happy? I'm, I'm loving this news thing. I, if, if there isn't a video format of this, I want to create it. Oh, fair enough. Um, apparently, there's been a series of bizarre eyewitness reports from Texas as there is a living T-Rex roaming the uh, countryside there. That's a bit hard to miss. What does that fall into? That's not cryptid. That's not science fiction. It's. Well, it would be cryptid, isn't it? But they really existed. Until you find out how the T-Rex came to be in this day and age, it's in a gray area. Because if somebody used cloning technology, then it's technically sci-fi. Okay, fair enough. But maybe the Texans have perfected it. But if it was like. I don't know, transported through a fairy portal because of rubber band technology, flung it forward, then it's fantasy. Fair enough. Can the T-Rex cast spells? There you go. I, I don't know. Well, what if it can cast invisibility? Well, it must have been doing it Unless the whole it got the time. Predator tech. No. Now Bigfoot and T-Rex have predator tech? Bigfoot, stop giving people this technology. Oh, no, it's the predator. They're going to stop sending all their reject predators here. They're like, this is Jerry. 
he's an idiot. Let's send him to Earth. Nothing can possibly kill him there. Bigfoot is just like powering through the forest. Do, 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 do. My name's Bob. I'm a Bigfoot. Steps on Jerry the Predator. He reappears. And he's Jerry like, oh. the Predator. Jerry the Predator. Okay. That sounds like something creepy you'd hear on Florida News. Maybe we should change the name. Glupnork. Yeah, I'm better. Oh, that, that seems more reasonable Glupnork to me. Glupnork the Predator. Um, with too many vowels, unlike Russian names. And, you know, Bigfoot now has a three-bladed claw gauntlet majigger and the little three red dot laser shooter. But then Bigfoot, who was living his fun life out in the forests of West Virginia, and then suddenly a hide behind a rogue Bigfoot starts killing all of the lovely campers that leave him like trail mix and all the things that Bigfoot loves. He's like, I'm on a mission of revenge, but they can never know I exist. So now he has cloaking technology and he's got to out cloak the hide behind. And it's a deadly game of cat and mouse, but it's Bigfoot and hide behind. And it's sci-fi and fantasy mixed together. Ah. So what department would you find it in in the DVD store? But- Trick question, DVD stores don't exist anymore. Okay. Um, great. Apparently, harpy eagles are proof of mystical beasts. Because they're huge. I think, and they have weird looking faces. Oh, okay. But you could say, I mean, that's so. Oh, giant giraffes are evidence of mythical beasts. I suppose. I mean, that's, that's lazy, guys. Come That's on, lazy news. cryptozoologist. Maybe there's a reason they don't have like a live action channel. Yeah. Because they write down all this trash. Uh, witnesses are seeing subterranean Sasquatches. Oh. So they've gone underground and that's why we're not seeing them, apparently. Maybe it's getting too hot on the surface. Oh, you said that a Sasquatch was Canadian. I'll be getting that hot. Well, climate change. A couple of degrees can make a difference. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, apparently they've gone underground. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. Now they're tunneling. And they're going to tunnel up beneath us. Oh, yeah, through the sea. That makes sense. They could. Mm-hmm. If they've stayed hidden for this long, they can probably dig that far. What if they got predator tech? This is true. Mm. Um, You actually told me about this. The artist in, uh, actually, I don't know what country he's in. But he's making those giant wooden trolls and hiding them around the forest. Belgium. Oh, I, love I love those. So the Belgian forests. They're cool. Yeah. And his point was, well, I think some people have speculated his point. Artists always have weird points. Mm. that you can. But um, if people don't find all the ones he's hidden, he's like, yep, existence of trolls. Because mm. if you can't see them, then they could be there. I would just number them. I'd number the first three. And then the fourth one, I'd number 27. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, keep looking, guys. There could be more. There are more. There's clearly (laughs) 27, at least. Go on, get back out there. And while you're out there, pick up some rubbish. I support that kind of fraud. That's fair. (laughs) I guess you just don't like Belgian people. I do like them. Oh, do I know any? Yes, went to primary school with one Belgian. Oh. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with them? I don't keep with it, in touch with anyone. I went to five different primary schools. No, oh, I guess you don't like them after all. I don't, well, in that case, I didn't like anyone from primary school. Wow. I had two friends called Bianca. You sound like a real piece of work. 
I don't have any friends from high school either. High school sucks. That's why Sasquatch didn't go to high school. Oh, how many friends from primary school do you know? None. Oh, oh you're a real piece of work. <laughs> well, that's true. That was never up for debate. <laughs> uh, apparently, Pakistan is experiencing a rise in werewolf attacks. I've honestly never imagined werewolves in Pakistan. No, me neither. But, oh, that just sounds like a good film name, The Werewolf in Pakistan. Mm. It could be a Bollywood film. Okay, I'm sold. Yep. <laughs> Are you imagining someone in like a really trashy teen wolf suit doing Bollywood dancing? Heck, yes. That's a thing. But aggressively. <laughs> like aggressive Bollywood Is there dancing. Any other Bollywood dance? They're all aggressive. <laughs> no, like they're they put, lovely. They put their all in. No, I'm not saying aggressive in a violent way. But they don't half-ass it. Yeah, it's, it seems as though werewolves are really not hiding themselves much anymore. Apparently, there's a Bay, Bay Road cryptid, and I'm assuming that's in America. Nope, London. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Kirsten, read the actual article, you idiot. Do-do-do-do-do. The Beast of Bay Road. America. So, America and Pakistan. But I've got some interesting... This isn't news at all because it's very, very, very old. Apparently, there was a werewolf and a very civilized werewolf that used to live in. Now I need to remember where this is. I'm going to say Scotland. Mm. And everybody knew of him. Like it was just a, a normal thing in this town because he kept to himself. And if you didn't go near him, he, was, he would be perfectly reasonable. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he used to wear human clothes. Makes sense. And he had his special rock that he used to like to fish on and he fished on there for hours and hours and hours because people would see him down there fishing. Mm -hmm. um, I think he was called the Wolvern. Yeah. Oh. They called him the Wolvern and that was called the Wolvern Rock. So you can go, still go see it today. But he was actually so nice that when he overfished, if he had too many, he would go and give it to the less fortunate in the town. They would find it on their windowsills. Oh, that's super nice of him. I know. What a nice fellow. I know. <gasps> well, look at the time. This has been no Cram way. Bamble. It's 30 minutes already. Oh, gosh. I had just so much I wanted to talk about. Ghosts next podcast, I think, because I've got some interesting stuff about that too. I've had some thoughts. We'll see. <laughs> so skeptical. This has been Cram Bamble. My name's Taz. And I'm Kirsten. <gasps> see you later, guys. Bye.